0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
1: Fall Guy. the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG 13. Yo. Yo, it's time to talk that sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. People talking to us. Time to tackle this beat. Don't ever count us out, cause we always kicking out. We go for with people and put the smack down on the street. New desperados in town, we going all elite. Mess around, got a triple double on him. Something like OG slam ducking on him. We got what you want, we got what you need. We bring them feet. You wanna talk this and that and well, we want that hall of fame shack. You always see us swinging for the fences So watch out ladies and gents Cause we hitting the last track of the fifth section And you know we gonna keep you guessing Tag teaming on these haters Sending up blessings We gonna keep praying for you cause You know that old saying Don't hate the player, hate the game See that's the thing that separates us We're on that road to greatness Ain't no stopping us We them go-getters And we're gonna go get it Shut it down like a no hitter With three balls and two strikes Two away We're throwing that splitter You never seen it coming Something like an arcade Whoa We gotta keep the crowd jumping And if you ain't down with that We got four words for you Cause it's Sports Talk With Cooper and Big Man
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is a new year. It is a new time. It is time, of course, for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and joining me is my brother, Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? What's going on, man? It's a new season, new year. New season, new year. Oof. New beginnings, brother. New no beginnings. But, of course, it's never a new beginning for this, except for the beginning of a new episode. Aha! That's all we got for that one. You ready? Let's do it. Some wrestling talk. Here we go. Saturday yes. Wrestling Talk. First up, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. My lousy Vince McMahon impersonation. <laughs> First up, uh, they did uh, give a little bit of a salute to the passing of John Huber, also known as Brody Lee, formerly in the WWE as Luke Harper. Uh, Raw didn't do a big um, send off for Brody Lee. Um, There's a lot of people who are upset about that, but I'm kind of in the camp that WWE didn't want to overshadow AEW's um, possible uh, contribution or um, tribution. I don't know what I was saying there. Tribute. Tribute to John Huber, Brody Lee on AEW on Wednesday this past week. So I believe that was actually in good sportsmanship of WWE not to try to foreshadow that. Very true. Very true. So that's all we're going to say about that. We will talk about AEW in a little bit, but first let's get through the Monday Night Rundown. Let's do it. First off, we had Keith Lee taking on Sheamus, winner earning a WWE title opportunity. This was a hard-fought match that started off with a bit of one-sided, started off a bit one-sided from pre-match attack by Sheamus, though Keith Lee was able to mount some offense on his of his own as both competitors looked to gain a championship match on the next Raw. Keith Lee nearly won the match after a spinebuster and running crossbody, but Sheamus was able to kick out. The Celtic Warrior was able to answer with white noise for a near fall. However, Lee picked up the victory with a spirit bomb, earning that championship match
1: next week on Raw. Yeah, man. This match was back and forth like all the way, dude. Mm It was a very good, hard-fought match. Um, Of course, I didn't like the way Sheamus... You know, pulled his shameless crap that he does. Alright. It you know before the match started, and I don't think that uh, Drew McIntyre cared for it either because he's like, "What are you doing, man? Come on, you know." So, you know. <laughs> but other than that, it was a good match all the way through. So I liked it. I
2: enjoyed it. Me too. All right, man. Next up, we had Grand Metalik taking on The Miz. <laughs> uh, earlier, The Miz was adamant that he should be allowed to be money the bank holder. Again, as he technically was not the one who cashed in the briefcase, Morrison did. Metalik would mock the Miz during the match, but the Miz was having none of it. Uh, Though instead of dominating his opponent and putting him away, the Miz would taunt uh, Metalik, and Metalik was able to get a quick roll-up pin for the victory. However, for Miz, though, later that night, ended on a good note, as Adam Pearce appeared and presented him with Money in the Bank briefcase, stating, The Miz was correct about the technicality. The Miz and Morrison celebrated the return. Of the briefcase. Cooper, oh, your thoughts on this whole debacle. Well,
1: first off, the match the match was kind of hilarious to watch because, mm-hmm. you know, Manly, he's usually a jobber. So it was kind of funny to watch him toss the Miz around and the Miz acting all frustrated and butthurt. But, mm-hmm. of course, as usual, he gets his way. Yep, and completely so, got his way. Um, I think it's bullcrap. Um, I think that's um, I don't know what the hell they're doing with this Money in the Bank thing, but they need to get this storyline over and done with because I'm tired of dealing with it. So
2: yeah, it just now goes to show that they're gonna possibly put the title on Miz at some point. Uh, whenever they actually end up doing it, I don't get why Miz is Miz is not really in that upper echelon anymore. Even as a bad guy, he's kind of lost his luster.
1: I mean, a couple years ago, yeah. But, I mean, like, since he's had kids and things like that. And I understand that. You have kids, sometimes you slow down. Sometimes it's more about your family. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think since him and John Morrison have gotten back together, it's just kind of been lackluster. It's nothing like it was when they were first together. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think John Morrison would be better off by himself, too. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So... Alright, uh, next up we had Shayna Baszler taking on Dana Brooke. Baszler was as dominant as, she, as she's ever been in the victory over Dana Brooke. She nearly snapped Brooke's arm in front of Mandy Rose, who was ringside for Dana Brooke. Rose did manage to distract Baszler, which nearly cost the Queen of Spades the match, but she was able to t- kick out of a penitent by Brooke after Brooke landed a spinning neckbreaker. But Baszler would lock Brooke in the Curafuda uh, Clutch. To force Brooke to tap out, which is also she would actually put the Kira clutch on Mandy Rose as well.
1: Man, Shayna Baszler, dude, she's a beast. Um, Mm -hmm. There's not much more to say to that. I think that, uh, you know, yes, her and Nia Jax are still kind of in the title contention for the uh, tag team, women's tag team Mm -hmm. championships, but I think that, uh, honestly, she's a beast on her own, and it. And uh, I can't wait till she actually gets a chance to flourish because I thought that she was gonna come in and be like the next Ronda Rousey, right?
2: It did seem that way uh, at first, but yeah. Ended up going She's right gonna out. be like
1: the f- female Brock Lesnar, is what I thought, but uh, right. Didn't
2: go that way. Nope. All right. Next up, we had AJ Styles taking on Elias. This seemed to be more of a thrown together match. It didn't make sense of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, what it
1: was was in the uh I guess Elias was back there playing his guitar and the big dude that AJ hangs out with Right, almost yeah. almost I guess he was listening to Mozart and they were disturbing him. Well, so AJ said he was gonna break Elias' fingers and put an end to his career because, you know, he wasn't uh, what was he said? He wasn't no Johnny Cash or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's really what started this match. Yeah, I thought that this possibly was a way for
2: WWE to start a build for Elias. Yeah. But to me, it now seems uh, that's a hard possibility with Elias and Elias losing this match. AJ would win with the help of almost and handle Elias and, ja- and Jackson Riker pretty easily in this match.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't understand that either because, I mean, it was a, a well-fought match back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know what I love about it, though? Almost never gets involved, really. I mean, he really doesn't. All he does is stand there and he intimidates the other people. Right. Which is kind of cool. It's like, you're thinking, well, you know. I mean, because usually they get involved. They do stupid shit. But really, I love how the guy just kind of stands there and like do something about (laughs) Dirty. Right. So.
2: All right. Next up, we had Mustafa Ali taking on Ricochet. Ricochet continued his rivalry with Retribution leader Mustafa Ali in a singles match. However, members of Retribution would make their presence known with an attack on Ricochet with the rest back turn and helping mm-hmm. Ali avoid a pinfall. Ali would tap Ricochet tap out Ricochet with a Koji clutch. Ali did offer one last chance for Ricochet to join Retribution, but uh, Ricochet refused once again. Cooper, your thoughts on Ricochet and his
1: I don't know what rivalry. Mustafa Ali's deal is with wanting ricochet but I mean I think it's more just just to, to rub it in his face to beat him down he knows he's not going to join him so you know it's just it is what it is Yeah, I don't think retribution man I, I, I really don't I don't really care for this, this faction I really don't it doesn't make sense to me it is just kind of like Oh, you're coming up from NXT, so you're all going to be thrown together. So there you go. <laughs> right. That's basically how it's been going so yeah. far. It's been kind of nuts. All right. Next up, we had
2: Charlotte Flair taking on Nia Jax. Nia Jax, though, had her mind elsewhere as she prepared for the Royal Rumble. As she's preparing for the Royal Rumble match later this month, and the possibility of having to face her tag team partner Shayna Baszler, who also plans to enter the event. Though the two will soon possibly be squaring off at the Rumble, they first had a match to deal with Charlotte Flair in a singles action for the first time since return at TLC. Nia Jax was um, the, the opponent, and uh, for a while this match was actually showed flashes of the once great rivalry, but it did have its lulls. Eventually, a typical frustrated Baszler would get Nia Jax DQ'd by locking the queen in a Kofita clutch.
1: Yeah, the, the, you just knew from the get-go that this match wasn't going to end, right? mm mm-hmm. um, it, It's cool to see Charlotte back. Um, if you remember correctly, uh, you know, Nia was the one that put her on the shelf for six months. So, you know, the, the match had to happen, but I wish it just would have went a different route. Right. Uh,
2: yeah, it was probably a little too soon for... Charlotte Flair to be taking on
1: her big rivalry this quickly. No, I mean it's like if she's gonna face her, just let let her win. Well, I mean she did. No, don't don't. Yeah, but I mean don't. Not winning like that. That that to me to me a disqualification. Is not really a win. It is a win, but it's not a win. Yeah. So it's like technically a tie. Yeah. Mm. Well, technically you won, but. Yeah. somebody had to cheat for you to win so right. it really is not fair game So
2: yeah so next up we had the hurt business taking on new day jeff hardy and riddle the match was set up for a revenge factor for new day and possible rivalry brewing between bobby lashley and riddle the hurt business walked out victorious as jeff lashley, uh jeff lashley and bobby lashley made jeff hardy there we go tap out to the hurt lock the New Day and Hardy were able to escape an aftermatch attack by the Hurt Business as Riddle hit Lashley with a fl- final flash.
1: Cooper, the original bro, making his <laughs> presence felt to Bobby Lashley. Yeah, not only that, dude, but poor Jeff Hardy, man. He just can't get away from Lashley. Seems like he's just getting a beat down from yeah, weeks. I know. Jeff's been like, why am I being attacked? And Why isn't Riddle? <laughs> why don't you just go after to Riddle? He's
2: able to take you on a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, goes as we move towards the Rumble. I mean, uh, it could be a championship match we have between Lashley and royal I mean, this would actually be a good way for Lashley to drop the title and hopefully then enter the WWE picture by going, well, uh, I lost yeah, I lost yeah. that Royal Rumble, but then I entered the Royal Rumble and won it or, you know, at least yeah, made himself yeah, known. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I can see that. Um I, I'm missing Bobby Lashley more towards the. Towards that kind of area anyways. Yeah, the when, upper echelon of when it. He was, when, when he was with TNA, that's what he was about, dude. Right. Or Impact, whatever you want to call it now. Right. Um, that's what he was about. And seriously, you and I, we've had this conversation 20 million times. Okay. We thought that he was going to be going against Brock Lesnar, but we didn't get that. So. Well, he was supposed That was his whole point of coming
2: back yeah, to the WWE so. was to take on Lesnar. And, you know, they didn't have that happen. And then finally, Randy Orton and Alexa, Blitz, and Alexa Bliss segment that was a little odd.
1: Yes, very much so.
2: Bliss challenged Viper earlier in the night to a match uh, when uh, Orton destroyed the Firefly Funhouse. Um, when orton came down to the ring bliss greeted him with a gift she opened it and it was a gas can and matches challenging the viper to burn her alive as she as he had done to the fiend at tlc bliss poured the gasoline on herself and all around her orton took the mat uh took a match the lights began to go out and a sick smile etched across the viper's face as he lit the match the show however would cut away at that moment to end the night
1: yeah, this is just kind of like, wow. It, it It's maniacal. <laughs> so we'll see what happens in the weeks to come. I mean, it's only going to build this rivalry even more, I think.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right, next up we got AEW, Wednesday Night Dynamite.
1: Let's do it, brother.
2: Of course, the uh, show kicked off with a tribute of to John Huber, a.k.a. Brody Lee, a.k.a. Lou Carper. Um, with a touching tribute video, um, talking about him. It was, uh, definitely a heartfelt night for a, a lot of people, um, in AEW as, um, they lost one of their own, uh, to unfortunately way too early in his life.
1: Yeah, man, this, this for me watching the whole, the whole show, dude, it was hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, they were crying, it you know at the beginning of the matches during the match at the end of the matches it was just, it was a hard night hard night to watch um, many prayers many thoughts go out to John's family and just you know it's 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 sad man yeah we we lost him too soon i think yeah, so yeah
2: absolutely we did all right the, so the match would each match would feature a member of the dark order teaming up with um, other, others to take on, you know, basically kind of move storylines across, uh, move storylines on, but, uh, basically each match was to honor Brody Lee, um, throughout the night. First up, we had the Young Bucks teaming up with Colt Cabana to take on the Private Party and Matt Hardy. Um, a tradition that continues, the Young Bucks, along with Colt Cabana, had another high-flying, impressive match. This match was back and forth, and just when it seemed Private Party, Matt Hardy, Hardy, Hardy we're going to be the victor's cabana uh, cabana cabana bit flip the script and with the help from the young bucks colt was able to
1: pick up the victory for him and his partners yeah man this was a good match it was back and forth high flying um man i'll tell you what nick jackson who that dude that dude's got moves man all right he was pulling off some stuff on that ring where he just he like flipped he he did a hurricane run on somebody, flipped out the ring, then got back in, then like clotheslined somebody. And I'm like thinking, man, the the endurance of this guy, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Whoa. So you know, I, I enjoyed it. It was a good match.
2: Absolutely. All right. Next up, we had Lanch Archer, Evil Uno of the Dark Order, and Stu Grayson taking on Eddie Kingston, the Butcher, and the Blade. Uh, this started out with. This match started out with Evil Uno kicking Kingston square in the head. (laughs) And it would be a battle the rest of the way. Stu Grayson appeared to be the weakest link as he was often isolated away from his tag partners. But Grayson would actually kick out of a pen attempt after being DDT'd by Kingston. And he would manage to tag out to Lance Archer. Grayson would hit a fatality on Blade and Evil Uno got the pin and the victory for him and his tag partners.
1: Yeah man, the emotions after this match... It was very much, very much, uh, uh, man, it was, it was, it was just a rough night to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was pretty cool to see, see them get involved. And then, uh, at the end of that match, uh, Jake the Snake got in the ring and actually clotheslined somebody, did, did kind of John, you know, Brody Lee's clothesline, cause he was kind of the inventor of the clothesline or right. whatever. So the short arm clothesline. Yeah, the discus lariat. So, yep. yep. So it was cool. He went in there and actually pulled one off. And I'm like, yeah, Jake the Snake. <laughs> go with it, brother. Right. Absolutely. Mm. It's always good to see old Jake. I wish we could have got to meet him, Oh, dude, I know. But he got sick. He got sick, yeah. So. We couldn't get
2: to meet him at the River City Wrestling Con, which was too bad because it would have been an honor to meet Jake the Snake. Hey, man, I would have shook his him. hand and got sick just to meet him. Yep. You would have, too. All right, next up we had the Inner Circle uh, taking on Adam Page, John Silver of the Dark Order, and Alex Reynolds. This was a crazy match that featured the Inner Circle taking on, of course, like I said, Page, Silver, and Reynolds. MJF would show his disrespect for Brody Lee as he flipped off Brody Lee Jr., who was, was seated at ringside. However, it would be Page, Silver, and Reynolds who would get the last laugh as they would win the match, and then Eric Redbeard would appear and hold up a sign that said, goodbye for now, my brother,
1: see you down the road. Yeah, he he talked trash to the kid. Uh-huh. And then he kind of did this number to the crowd, flipped off the crowd, got back in the ring, did his thing, but uh-huh. very disrespectful. But you know what Eric Redbeard, dude, is this sign of things to come? Could be. I definitely mean, could be. Wouldn't it be fitting if he he took over and his
2: brother's honor type thing? It could be, well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens on this week's
1: episode of uh, AEW Dino, Wednesday Night Dynamite, because yeah, that absolutely. could be what we could start seeing. That would be awesome, dude. I'm I'm glad to see him back in wrestling. Um, maybe we'll see a different kind of side to Eric Redbeard, because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he kind of got lost in the shuffle along with most people
2: in WWE, and... All right, and if you are uh, if you don't uh, recognize the name, it's he is Eric Rowan from WWE.
1: Yes. Just, just in case you didn't know. Yep.
2: <laughs> Thought we'd put that out there just in case. Someone's wondering, who the hell is Eric Redbeard they're talking about? It's Eric
1: Rowan. He's you. definitely a Redbeard, though. Yeah, there that's true.
2: <laughs> All right, next up, we had Anna Jay of the uh, Dark Order with Tay Conti taking on Dr. Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. This women's tag match was a high-octane offense display by um, all competitors, as each competitor would swing momentum for their team. It would be, however, Anna Jay who would take out Penelope Ford with the Queen Slayer, forcing Ford to tap out.
1: Yeah, man, this is a good match, but like I said, it'd be very emotional at the end of it. They were crying, and, and you know, a um, very touching tribute to, to Brody Lee, and, you know, I know the commentators were talking about how he helped um, inspire their career and things like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's it's it was it's just rough, dude. I, I had a hard time watching this whole thing. Yes. All right. Next
2: up, we had the main event, as Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and Ten from the Dark Order took on Team Taz, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs. And of course, in typical AEW fashion, it ended with a high-flying tag match that featured Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and Ten from the Dark Order taking on Team Taz. This match would be back and forth. Seemingly, no one could keep the momentum going for their team to get that huge advantage. However, Ten was able to finally swing momentum towards his team, and they would pick up a victory over Team Taz. However, this didn't sit well, and uh, Team Taz uh, would come in and attack Rhodes and Orange Cassidy. Lights would go dark and Darby Allen's music would p- begin to play. Allen would appear with his skateboard. The lights went out again and snow began to fall as Sting would appear. This would cause Team Tag or Team Taz to back down, not Team Tag. And Rose would be left standing in the ring as he would be as he would start praising Brodie Lee. Cody then introduced Brody Lee Jr., who was accompanied to the ring by Tony Khan and Ten from the Dark Order. Brody Lee Jr. would place his father's boots center ring to retire them. Co- Tony Khan presented Brody Lee Jr. with the TNT Championship belt, claiming that Brody Lee was the greatest TNT champion and that he was TNT champion for life. Another great, another great um, show ending and a way to pay honor and
1: respect to Brody Lee. Yeah, man, this was it was. Uh, uh, I think at this point you had gotten up and I was actually in the middle of watching this and I was actually crying, dude. Because, I mean, I'm a family man myself. Yeah. And I can only imagine how that kid must feel. You know what I mean? And, his, you know, his wife was there. His kid was there. um, And, you know, that main event was actually hand-picked by Brody Lee Jr. Yeah. So that is so cool. And he was in the crowd all night, dude. And, uh, and the match with MJF and all that. He actually hit him with a of stick. Right. When he was talking trash to him, he actually hit him with a of stick. So that kid's got some balls. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, it was it was a good tribute, um, very sad and uh, you know, um AEW is doing a tribute shirt for Brody Lee. Um, all the proceeds go to his family. So if you go to awshop.com, you can get one of them shirts and all of the proceeds go to Brody Lee's family. Well, that's good. So, yeah, man.
2: Alright, man. <laughs> we can finish this off. We can do this. Smackdown. Well, let's do this. Alright, time for Friday Night Smackdown. Intercontinental champion Big E and Apollo Cruz would take on Sami Zayn and King Corbin in a tag match. After beating Sami Zayn to recapture the Intercontinental title one of the biggest wins of his career on Christmas Day, Big E battled the intolerable King Corbin in their scheduled one-on-one matchup with the self-proclaimed master strategist joining the SmackDown announce team. However, when it looked like Big E was about to close the door on Corbin, Zayn would suddenly attack and brought an end to the match by disqualification. The powerhouse of positivity soon found himself suffering a three-on-one assault at the hands of Zayn and the Knights of the Lone Wolf. Until, all of a sudden, Apollo Crews emerged to, to clear the ring of all opposition. As a result, Big E joined together with Crews to take on Zane and Corbin. When the lone wolf grew frustrated with Zane trying to run the show and nearly hitting him, King Corbin and his minions decided to take a walk and leave Sammy out to dry. This opened the door for Crews to close the door on his, uh, for his team with a spinning sit-down
1: powerbomb. Yeah, what can I say other than, you know, Sami Zayn and, and, you know, Baron Corbin. Joke and joke. They're both jokes. Yeah. Uh, I just, I can't stand it. Don't feel like Baron Corbin uh, has lived up to any of the hype that they had for him when he came in Uh to the WWE. And Sami Zayn is right there in the... uh, In the gutter with him, and it sucks because Sami Zayn is a very talented person. So, um, just sucks to see where he's going with his career, right?
2: All right, next up we had the Riot Squad taking on Tamina and Natalia. Although Billy Kay thought she might get a partner to uh, to team with her once again against the Riot Squad, (laughs) she instead unintentionally inspired an unlikely alliance between Natalia and Tamina. As they emerged together for a match against Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. During the match, Billy Kay stayed ringside, although it was unclear at times which team she was supporting. Then Kay got up to the ring steps. This distracted Tamina long enough for Morgan to roll her up for the quick three count. However, when Billy tried to celebrate with the Riot squad, they opted to leave without her.
1: Yeah, uh, Billy Kay is like the laughing stock of the women's division in SmackDown right now. Yeah. Not really quite sure what they're doing with her, but... Never mind. It's a comedic relief, I guess. Maybe? I guess.
2: So, yeah. Can you say possibly she might end up being the Sami Zayn of the women's division?
0: Hmm,
2: man. Pretty much. Yeah. Alright. Next up, we had Bailey and Carmella taking on Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. An explosive tag team showdown women's SmackDown champion... Sasha Banks once again joined forces with Bianca Belair to take on Bailey and Carmella. With Bianca and Bailey battling it outside the ring, Reginald got himself involved in the action. Moments after the boss delivered a slap to Reginald on the apron, Carmella used the distraction to plant Banks face-first into the canvas and pin the women's SmackDown champion.
1: Hmm. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. She's always getting away with some sort of crap. I'm just glad she didn't get away with the victory in TLC. Right. So there you go.
2: Answer. Yeah, All right. Next up, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode attacked the Street Profits during their New Year's Day Smoketacular.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: WWE is getting a little bit of
0: beyond a little PG. bit more edgy nowadays, are we? <laughs>
1: uh,
2: the Street Profits' New Year's Day Smoketacular included a drum solo accompaniment. By Angelo Dawkins in 2021 predictions, including Dolph Ziggler getting the nickname the Heartache Kid. And their their I Was Intercontinental Champion shirt will start selling on WWE Shop and become the number one t-shirt of 2021. (laughs) But the celebration was cut short with an absolutely brutal sneak attack by Ziggler and Robert Roode, including a chair assault that appeared to cause serious injury to Montez Ford's knee.
1: Oh, did they get a little butt They got picked on.
2: Yeah, what do you think of Ziggler's and Root's tag team title? Uh, name. I mean, not title, but name.
1: Their name.
2: Yeah, their name is quite weird. It's, um, what did they call themselves again? Hang on a second. That's my bad. I shouldn't have brought it up without fr- freaking knowing it right off the bat.
1: It was something stupid, too. And I probably would have known it, but I didn't really get the watch smack down, so. Ugh,
2: what are they calling themselves? There was something really dumb, too. What was it called? What was it called? Hang on i I'm getting there. Stop tag Here we go. So now the dirty dogs, that's what it
1: is. The dirty dogs? Yeah. Uh are they just retarded and can't come up with some better names than that? Probably not. Just saying. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Uh it just is what it is. We'll go with that. It is what it, it is. It is what it is.
2: All right, man. Next up, we had Daniel Bryan and Otis taking on Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. One week after Daniel Bryan declared his entry into the Royal Rumble match, the leader of the Yes Movement prepared for this huge match by teaming with the Alpha Academy's Blue Collar Blue Collar Solid against Cesaro. What the hell? What kind of nickname is that? Alpha's Academy Blue Collar Solid. What a freaking name. Hmm. (laughs) The artist in the Swiss Cyborg uh, knocked Otis from the ring. However, when they turned their attention to Brian, Cesaro was knocked from the ring with Brian's running knee. And with his partner gone, Nakamura was forced to tap out to the Yes Lock.
1: Daniel Vine, as usual being Daniel Vine, bro.
2: Yep, the ultimate underdog. Yep. (laughs) That's what what he does. That's what he does. Just... I don't know, man. It's pretty, pretty astonishing, um, what Daniel Bryan's been able to accomplish.
1: Yeah, and coming back from everything that he has, it's yeah, it's awesome, dude. Uh, Daniel Bryan is one of my favorites. Though I'm so glad
2: we're beyond that weird phase of that he had with the freaking eco title belt. Yeah, I'm like, that,
1: that was like, just I'm like what. The hell? And there were so many people out there that actually liked it. And I'm like, dude, that title was ugly. Yeah. I didn't care for it. I didn't care for him and Eric Rowan being together. I thought it was strange and just, it's like, what is going on here? It was like, but I'm glad he's back to the S yes moment doing his thing. So there you go. Yes, sir. All right.
2: Next up, we had Kevin Owens taking on Jay Uso. After Roman Reigns retained his Universal Championship against Kevin Owens in a controversial fashion last week, KO claimed that the head of the table needs Jay Uso to keep the title and challenged main event Jay to a match. After defeating Uso with a stunner, Owens handcuffed his defeated opponent in the the ring ropes, uh, proceeded to punish him with an effort to get Reigns to come to him. But when he handcuffed Uso's hands together and looked to continue the onslaught out in the Thunderdome, Roman Reigns ambushed him. Together, Reigns and Uso absolutely destroyed K.O., slamming him into the LED screens before the big dog hurled his adversary off a ledge, sending him crashing through a table. Koopa! Roman Reigns sending a clear message to
1: Owens. Your uh, I mean, yeah, after the the uh, cage match that they had the week before, I mean, this rivalry, is just it's getting hotter, dude. We'll see what happens when the weeks come with it, but, uh, man, it's brutal. It is. It's been crazy. Um, I I just don't don't get it with the whole Uso thing because, I mean, I understand wanting to keep Uso in his place. He's your dog. He's your, I guess, your your, your bitch. Oh. I mean, he's, I mean, seriously, he's Johnny on the spot every time he does something, right? I mean, if it wasn't for him, he probably wouldn't have won, you know, the, the cage match. If it wasn't for him, he probably wouldn't have won the damn TLC match. So, I mean, it is what it is, but it's it's getting, eh, I don't know. Getting kind of crazy? Getting kind of crazy and just, I, I'm wondering when is going to turn on him. Yeah, that's honestly what I'm waiting for—is the turn from uh, because you know a man can only take so much before you finally just snap, and I bet you he's he's getting close, right? So,
2: so, anyways, that does it for us, sir. We had ourselves another good episode. Season three started off awesome with some Saturday wrestling talk. Oh yes. So I believe that will be all for us. Tune in tomorrow as we got some more basketball talk for you. Oh
0: yes. The
2: NBA season's kicking it up another notch, as players are starting to kind of roll into form with a shortened off season. Uh, especially the Lakers, they kind of had some flashes in the pan there, though a couple of questionable losses. Uh. The Nets kind of look like they might be an unstoppable force. Just a few things to preview for tomorrow's show. Yep. So, that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports.